Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. We're here with Torsten Bauer. We're going to talk about his favorite player and a favorite player of mine. I think he's a larger-than-life personality and player, a one-of-a-kind guy, Shaquille O'Neal. So we will address that. But first, thank you, sponsors, Top Spinini and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, and ComC, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. I think Shaq, again, larger-than-life, a huge impact on our hobby since the early 90s. So welcome, Torsten Bauer from Frankfurt, Germany. Shaq is your favorite player. You have a very nice collection of Shaq. And uh, who's in second place if Shaq is your favorite? <laughs> First of all, thanks for having me, James. Um, in second place, I must say Dirk, of course, because he's all the right. greatest German player of all times, right? <laughs> Maybe the, the greatest European player. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you how do you display uh, your your collection of Shaq? Are some of them graded? Are they in uh, plastic sheets? Are they, you know, uh, how do you? Actually, actually, I don't have graded cards. Maybe one or two, because I don't want to pay the premium on on the graded cards. The shipping, cards shipping both ways. Yes, shipping is more expensive. Also, I have them mostly in in a binder or in two binders in nine pocket. Okay foils yeah and i like to go through them <laughs> what do you do you have a, when do you show your binders to other people what do they think when if they in germany they think that's a nice uh, hobby or actually it's not very popular in germany so i've shown them to some people but most don't understand the hobby at all but they, but they, they, know, they know who shack is right yeah, Shaq was pretty popular in Germany too, of course. Yeah. Basketball was popular in Germany, is still popular due to Dirk, but it's not the same thing as soccer, for example. Soccer is, of course, number one in Germany. How do you determine which Shaqs you want to collect? Because uh, we, in our earlier program, you had a limit, which I think is wise, and most people do. Uh, some people have no limit, they'll pay any amount, they'll just pay the highest price, and that actually. I'm not a big fan of that because that distorts the, and as, as we talked in the earlier episode, the, the Beckett magazine was trying to represent the prices over the previous month. And instead of what the very last price was that would on eBay, they just want to look at the last sale sometimes. And then the mm -hmm. next sale is even higher. So how do you decide which cards you're going to go after or buy? Is it by a dollar amount or are you uh, trying to restrict yourself to cards when he was playing or do you do any or any or all cards for Shaq? Mostly I restrict myself to, to 90s Shaq cards and, and early 2000s. And, and as you said, I try to keep a budget. So I, I don't buy like cards for, for hundreds of dollars or, or maybe thousands nowadays. I just, I like those insert cards which are in the range of 20 to 100 dollar those are my favorite cards there are some pretty nice well, some collectible cards quite a bit in the last year so th those would be probably uh one per pack not one per pack but one per box or yes correct the one per case shacks are probably pretty expensive now <laughs> i would think if that's a way to think about it if that's a way to think about it that the one per case of anybody is going to be hard to find uh, to 20 25 years later that's correct okay so you're collecting shack and you're how are you knowing whether you do you have a, you keep a list do you have a spreadsheet do you, do you know or do you just go by sight that you say i haven't I, seen that card i don't have that card i want that card 
And then you look it up in the Beckett magazine and say, here's the price I'd like to pay. Is that true? Yeah. Mostly I go by site, but of course I also have a list. Yeah. After one uh, vacation in, in the US a couple of years ago, I bought a recent Beckett, Beckett magazine and I started to <laughs> make a list of all the check cards I had. It was a lot of work, but it pays and it was fun too, of course. And mostly I know which card I have and which card I don't have. But then, yes, I go to the Beckett, I, I look up the value and I try to get it for less than the high value. That's my aim. Uh, and you like inserts more. Now the, the hobby has gone pretty strongly toward parallels, the mm. rainbows, the uh, more limited serial numbered versions with different uh, treatments on the front. But it's the, the same basic card, just uh, serial numbered. Are You're mainly dealing with inserts because some of the design of the inserts in the 90s is spectacular. Yeah, I really love my, my insert cards from the 90s. But right now, because the prices are so high, I also focused this year on, on getting the base set sets complete, and the base cards, every check base card, which is listed in Beckett. Yeah. I like that. Those are still cheap. You can get it for less than a uh, dollar at ComC. I like to shop there a lot. And ComC, what does ComC do for international shipping? Just... Uh, the, the cheapest rate is five dollars which is pretty cheap because i i can ship like 50 cards for five dollars that's great that's amazing and what about you know the other problem you have in some of those 90s inserts that i like you've seen on my wall is that there's parallels of parallels is that <laughs> yeah. you know so fleer especially would do gold medallion versions and other kinds of things like that do you just collect the one that, because they look almost exactly the same and some are embossed or not embossed. It's hard. Do you make those distinctions or are you just trying to get a, I'm trying to figure out whether you're, I was more of an exhaustive collector. You may be more of a visual collector, which I think a lot of people are. They're looking for cards that look different to show these are the shack cards. Whereas I think when I was doing all these price guides, I, I had to have some recognition that these variations were important. I also collect the variations. I like the gold medallion and the collector's choice, silver signature, gold signature, okay. Okay. the European gold signature, which okay. is different, or the, the different rainbow versions of uh, okay. big numbers, hoops, for example. Yeah. I have them as well. When I get them for an affordable price, of course. So on eBay, are you able to buy like a group of uh, shack cards? Or would that be not of interest to you because you probably already have them? Yeah, rarely do I find a group of cards there's maybe one or two cards which I don't have, and, and then I don't buy the, the whole lot because I don't want doubles. Do, if do you had doubles, them. what would you do with them? You can't. Can you sell them or trade them in in Germany? Or you? Yeah, you, you you could sell them through eBay as well or through Facebook. I did that sometimes, but usually I, I buy only those cards that I still need. What's the number one card you're looking for in case somebody has it and wants to sell it to you at the Beckett uh, high value? <laughs> oh, that's, that's the that's, card that you want to say, hey, I'm, this is what I'm looking for. There are a lot of, of cards that I am still looking for, but there's one card especially which is hard to find for me. And this is the StarQuest, Collector's Choice StarQuest Four Stars, but the European version. I have never seen oh, this card. Yeah. I have the two American versions, of course. They are easy to get, but... There's also a European version, according to your Beckett or your former Beckett, and I never saw one. 
It's in the checklist. It's it's the same as the American. It's just got... it's the same. The the fine prints are different. It says printed in the U. Yeah, U? Uh, yeah but it's oh, the so same. It's from... But it's not German. It's only in the copyright line. Because it's uh, 97, 98, and this was the year when they didn't print German or Italian. And they just it's they are the same. Except yes. the line at the bottom. Yes, correct. Very small. I bet you could. Uh, do you go on Comp C and look at the and flip all the cards over to see? I tried that. They're not a lot of those there. Uh, of course, I tried. But on Com C, they are really listed as European and not European. They make they the distinction. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I had a bunch of those. Not not necessarily just the StarQuest, but the because I tried to collect a little bit of everything. And so some of the those uh, upper deck products. But there were so many of them, <laughs> Torsten. There were so many. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah. I just probably didn't have enough room to collect them all. But Shaq, I would say, is one of the most collectible basketball players. I have some players that I collect that I try to have a, that I try to retain in case somebody comes over. Shaq would absolutely be in that group. Of course, Dirk is too. But when somebody comes over to see some of my cards, I have a broad sampling. But then I have a, a few guys that I think I want to have a few more in case somebody says Shaq's my favorite player. What else mm. do you have? And I want to be able to show some some cards. But unlike you, I'm able to get a lot of them graded. Of course, I, I, I live pretty close to the company that does a lot of grading and that does have my name on it still. But but that adds some protection. Are you nervous if people look at your cards that they're going to mess them up of your Shaq? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> there are not too many people who yeah, look them. Will go through my binder because of lack of interest here in Germany, but yeah. of course <laughs> I'm a bit nervous. Very interested, yeah, yeah. I think that would be that would be tricky, but still would be good. And so, uh, Shaq is how old would Shaq be? Shaq would be probably forty-eight. He's, he's forty. Forty. He's born nine. in seventy-two. Yeah. yeah, one or two. Yeah, yeah. That's forty-eight. He's forty-eight. Hmm. And he's a big dude, but he's on the he's on TV for all, all the time, yeah, all the time. <laughs> and it is a funny guy. And so there's still going to be cards of his. One of the things is we're you know wrapping this up is that Shaq is really worthy of collecting. I think he's one of the top basketball guys. I mean, he's he just like he said, he changed the game. You had to or orchestrate your defense. If, if Shaq was on the other team, you couldn't just play straight. You had to think when this guy gets the ball close to the basket. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's liable to hurt somebody or destroy the basket. <laughs> so he was fun to watch, and uh, my season ticket seats are, are real are under the basket almost. So it's a lot of oh. fun to see, and he was so much fun to watch. But one of the things that is, we've done, I've done a number of these player collecting episodes, and I haven't done one with somebody from Germany, but now that I have with Ben Corsten, <laughs> uh, you chosen a guy that's still in the public eye, and that was a great player. And was the key card in several sets and one of the most valuable cards in those sets. But the point I'm trying to make is that you've chosen somebody that, frankly, Torsten, this could be a lifelong quest. Yeah, that, that's You're true. not going to get finished unless you win the lottery or make <laughs> billions of dollars. You're going to have trouble getting all the Shaq cards. And that's what's happened in our industry is that for, for Kobe Bryant, who was uh, – Junior to Shaq in the beginning, and and then went on to you know great success in his own right as a, just an iconic star, but he's way more valuable than Shaq now, since his since his death and, and perhaps even before. But you just can't unless you're really expensive. You can't get all the Kobe's. 
but you can't get all the shacks either, whether you're in yeah, Germany so or in the middle of, of America. So it's, I, that's not discouraging to you, is it? It's just fun to. No, get, it's you get fun. It. Yeah. I'm yeah, looking forward to a lifelong hobby. Yeah. I don't think I'm not trying to get all the cards. I'm trying to get a nice collection that I can show to other people. And it sounds like you're, you're doing that too. So yes. Torsten, thanks for sharing your experience and any other collectors out there that want to collect Shaq, give Torsten a, a break. <laughs> He's coming from <laughs> Germany and don't bid him up. But again, I think Torsten, you've already given your secret that you're going to try to stop at the Beckett high value. Nobody <laughs> wants it. Well, but you've made that decision. If somebody wants it so bad that they're willing to overbid, you're going to let it. That's up. okay. And that's a, that's, that's okay a, for me. That's a level of restraint that, that, that more people should have because at some point that makes the prices not necessarily come down, but stay sane to stay reasonable. Because back in the day, the, the Beckett prices were going up every month, but they weren't doubling every month. Like some things have happened in the last uh, seven months. So thanks Torsten Bauer. Thanks uh, listeners. Thanks sponsors. I'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. The man in the house of God.